financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning, I'm Jess Tyler, and welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Jeff? I am doing great. I know we're talking credit today, which is just my favorite topic. Yeah, pulled your credit report lately? <laughs> uh, I try not to because it's just depressing. Like, it really is. Like, there'll be something on there. You're like, how did this make this drop? I don't understand. Like, an inquiry or something random on there, and it's just frustrating. A disclaimer right at the beginning of the show, I guess I would say, no matter what I think we know about your FICO score, and we're going to talk a lot about how this system is designed and how to dispute things that are on your report, the kinds of things to look for, how to make it really easy for yourself. And, and there is, I will just say, you can go to myfico.com, and you'll see a lot of information, all of which I've read, about what affects your credit score and how things should work. And for the most part, that's all correct, all true. It usually works that way. But as I said, a disclaimer right out of the gate here, I once paid a mortgage off and watched my credit score drop. <laughs> Why and would I, I do that? Just because it was a mistake or there was a reason? Well, the thing was, no, it wasn't a mistake. But the thing was, it, you know, I was so on top of my credit. I paid the mortgage off, and I thought, the next month I'll pull my credit report, and I'll see my score go through the roof. Mm -hmm. And it took a temporary dip, probably because my credit uh, debt-to-credit ratio changed or there was some change. Or, you know, who knows what excuse or what explanation they would have told me if I could have actually ever gotten anyone on the phone who <laughs> understood it. It went back up after that, but then the bank closed my account because the mortgage was done. And it dipped again. Is that because you have, like, a closed creditor on there, so then that looks bad? So only for a little bit. And then it goes back up again because, you know, the debt is gone. So the first thing I wanted to say to somebody listening to this is you have to have a little patience and, dare I say, almost a sense of humor about these things because <laughs> it is more of an art than a science, even though I'm sure that Thayer and Isaac, the two gentlemen who we... <laughs> who started this lousy FICO credit we, score we thing. We curse their it names. It made us all a number. Nobody reads these reports anymore unless they're bad, right? Mm, yeah. Like the news, you only, get, you only hear about it if it's bad. Right. And then they scrutinize us. Okay. So I get more questions about this than probably any area of finance. People say all the time, I pulled my credit score, and it was whatever. Pick a number. Mm -hmm. And I say, did you really pull your credit score? Where did you get that score from? Oh, my bank offers it as a service. It comes with my credit card. I went to Credit Karma, uh, whatever. People find it all over the place. And those scores are very often different than their actual FICO score from the, directly from the credit reporting bureaus. Now, there's three of them, right? Three, three main ones? There are three major credit reporting bureaus. They are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Okay. Now, to make matters more complicated, part of the reason that your score might not be really what, say, the mortgage lender would get if they pulled your score or what you could get if you pulled your score directly through the credit reporting bureaus is because places like Credit Karma and other places that offer the score 
may only be pulling it from either one or two of the bureaus, not all three, and they may be giving you a delayed result. So the score you're looking at might be two months old. So is your so, FICO score an average of all three, or what, is, what exactly is the FICO score? Yeah, well, Fair and Isaac developed a system to say, here's what we're going to give you for a score. And they do look at all three of these reports. So, so what I would say is if you're going to pull your score, mm-hmm. no matter how easy it is to get it through some other service, you know, look at that as sort of a barometer. Hey, my bank says my score is 658, and last month it was 640. I'm going in the right direction. But if you really want to know what your score is and you really want to know what your credit reports are, and I suggest looking at this, if it's possible, three to six months in advance of a big purchase like a car or a house, mm-hmm. try and get your credit in order and start to look at it early. But if not, you can pull it on the spot through annualcreditreport.com. It is directly connected to all three of those credit reporting bureaus. You will answer some questions when you go there to prove that it's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for one of them, and you'll pull one report, and the other two reports will remember most of those questions. So the second and third time through, it's much easier. Is there a fee for that, or is that free once a year? What's my favorite price? Free. Free. It's free. That's right. <laughs> it's free. And right now, you can also get your score for free, but you have to be careful. Every time we have these conversations, somebody will call me up and say, you said it would be free, and now I'm paying twenty four ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. No, you're paying twenty four ninety nine a month because you click the button instead of scrolling below it to say no thanks. I want it for free. Yeah, well, they make I mean, that part tricky, of course. You can't blame them for trying. I guess yeah. it's great work. You can get it. So, if you are paying for your credit report, you know your credit score or your um, credit protection or something, and you're paying it every month on your credit card. You might want to think about not doing that and getting it for free at annualcreditreport.com. It's going to be the straightest shot you get to your real credit. So we will talk about how to dispute these things. But first, let me just say, if you're thinking about buying a car, getting pre-approved or applying for a mortgage or some other large expense, do yourself an enormous favor Do not walk into the lender and say, go ahead, pull my credit, because I'm going to tell you, this is not a a statistic I've, you know, really scrutinized here, but my sense for the amount of errors that we see on credit reports would be about 80% to 85% of the time. Now, I just saw one on my own credit report this morning, and during the prep for this show, I thought, you know, I'll try that Experian Boost thing so I can talk about it on the air, which I did and which I will. And I didn't need Experian Boost, but I thought, let's see what this is really made of. And sure enough, even before I did Experian Boost, I pulled up my credit report, and there's a, there's a creditor that I don't recognize. Now, it may not be. I haven't had a chance to really look through my stuff and see if that's legit. It may not be an error, but boy, it doesn't seem familiar to me, and it's pretty new. Mm-hmm. And I have a freeze on my credit report, so I'd love to know, you know, how that got there and why is it there. Thankfully, it's good credit. Somebody, if, if it isn't mine, somebody's paying their bill on time, <laughs> but I pulled it off of there. Yeah. You know, that actually happened to me. I, I pulled my credit report one time, and I had $55,000 in loans that were on there that weren't mine. Wow. And the people had been making the payment on time mm-hmm. for a period of time, 
but I still wanted them off of there because what happened if they didn't? Yeah. Plus, the credit was in my name. You know, it looked like I owed $55,000 I didn't owe. So it can happen to anybody. One of the most common mistakes is that somebody's EIN, um, their employer identification number for their company, Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same number of digits, but it's hyphenated differently than a Social Security number. Okay. And so if someone's EIN number is the same as your Social Security number... It might end up on there. You might end up with some of their credit on your credit report. Now, it's not supposed to work this way. I wouldn't be on the air talking about it if it all worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't all work perfectly. So some of the errors that you might see might be things like names you don't recognize. You know, you pull up your credit report, and rather than just looking at your credit, take a look at where they think you've lived, mm-hmm. what names you've had, you know, other details that are in there that are personal profile details. If you see something wrong, you're going to want to dispute it. Now, um, what, if you have a, what if you have a debt on there with a new debt? Isn't it true that sometimes creditors sell debts to someone else? Yes, thank you very much. So that's one of the hardest things for people to figure out, mm. especially if they've, if they've got debt that has been um, in collections or charged off. So, I mean, we could talk about your credit report for days, mm. but nobody would listen to me that long. <laughs> so, so let's try to, to get what we can out there for information. So, yes, you might pull your credit report and you might see some names of things you don't recognize. This is really complicated when it comes to student loans because people say, I don't know, I had this loan through, you know, XYZ company and now QRT company has it. You know, and I don't remember doing anything with that. The same is true for credit cards and other, other loans. So you might, for instance, here's a good example, you might get your mortgage at your local bank and they may or may not continue to service that mortgage, but they might sell that mortgage to somebody else. And you don't have a say in that, right? You, you can't. No. You, yeah. But when you pull your credit report, you'll say, I don't know a mortgage to that big box bank. Right. But you might. <laughs> you just don't know it. So rather than just go through and dispute, 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 which, by the way, you can do. Mm-hmm. They have to. I'll tell you how this process works, and they have to do it for you, and there's no charge, and it's easy. But you could say, you could, usually there will be a phone number near it. For instance, this um, debt that showed up on mine this morning that I haven't had a chance to check into yet, which I will do later today. Um, It has a phone number right next to it. So I can call that and try and find out if that's my debt, but I will be very cagey about giving them my information Mm -hmm. because if it's not my debt, the last thing I want to do is be giving out my information, right? Right. Yeah. I'll call the number and I'll say, you know, give me a history on this debt. Uh, This is on my credit report, and I will say... I need you. Now, anybody listening, I want you to write this phrase down literally or commit it to memory. Verify this debt. Those three words will force any company that says that you owe them Mm -hmm. to send you proof that you owe them. And if they cannot or if they don't bother, you can have it taken off your credit report. So when I call this company, I'm going to say, I don't recognize this. I want you to verify this debt. Mm -hmm. And they then must send proof that I took out this debt with them or that they bought it from someone that I took it out with. You know, they have to send me some proof that I owe this. Now, another route you could take if there's no phone number, if you don't want to call, you could just dispute this uh, online through the Credit Reporting Bureau. And and 
I'll give you a lot of detail about how you can dispute things, what kinds of things you can do, what's frivolous, what to pay for, what not to pay for, uh, all of that when, you know, in our second half. But, but just to begin with, I just want people to, to recognize this is not a scary thing. It's, it seems, you know, if you've ever pulled your credit report and tried to sort through it, it seems like, you know, a mountain of paper and things look really confusing. It breaks down to just some very simple things, the way it's organized, the way you read it, what you dispute. Um, and so we'll go through all of that in, in the second half of our show. But I just want people to know you don't have to pay for this. It does not harm your credit for you to pull your own credit report, which is why I'm saying get your ducks in a row before you go in and just ask a lender, mm-hmm. hey, pull my credit. I want you to pull your own reports first. I want you to go through them and dispute them, dispute anything that's wrong, clean it up, pull it again, see if it looks good, then go to a lender and let them pull it. Okay, that sounds good. For anybody that wants a little help with this or just wants to talk to you about it, what's the phone number they can reach you at? I don't know, Jess. What's your phone number? (laughs) (laughs) They they don't want my help, believe me. (laughs) Oh, they can reach us, of course, at 413 773-3333. Or, of course, go online at HugYourMoney.com. All right, part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, is coming up next on WHMP.